Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. From API, this is Energy Tomorrow Radio. Your source for information and conversation about the most important energy issues of the day. I'm Jane Van Ryan, your host for this edition of Energy Tomorrow Radio. Our topic today is ultra-low sulfur diesel fuel, and our guests are Alan Schaefer, Executive Director of the Diesel Technology Forum, and Al Monado, Fuels Issue Manager at the American Petroleum Institute. Gentlemen, it's been about one year since ultra-low sulfur diesel fuel, also called ULSD, has been available at service stations around the country, and it appears that the transition to this new fuel has been very successful. But let's start at the beginning. Al Monado, can you explain, please, what is ULSD fuel? Well, Jane, ULSD stands for ultra-low sulfur diesel. ULSD is a clean-burning diesel fuel that's defined by the U.S. EPA to have a maximum sulfur content of 15 parts per million sulfur. Does it look different or perhaps smell different than the low-sulfur diesel fuel that's been in use for several years? The refining process that removes the sulfur can cause ULSD to generally look a little lighter in color or possibly have a colored tint. And ULSD have, may have less of an odor because of the removal of the sulfur from the, uh, from the diesel fuel. Um, however, these changes in color and smell should not impact the performance of ULSD. Um, and the other thing to note is ULSD, if it's being used for non-road use, may be dyed red, and that's similar to today's non-road diesel fuel. Well, let's spend most of our time today talking about ULSD fuel as it's being used for highway use, if we can, because that's where many of our listeners, I think, are going to be using it, perhaps, in cars and uh, some new trucks that are on the market. So, Alan Schaefer, let me turn to you. Let's, uh, let's first of all talk about why the United States is making the switch from low-sulfur diesel to ULSD fuel. Well, I think the answer to that, Jane, is very simple, and it's all about clean air. And it's about helping this country meet its national ambient air quality standards for ozone and particulates, as well as other pollutants. Um, and it's also then to help uh, heavy-duty diesel highway trucks meet their emission standards, which are critical to helping achieve those national clean air goals. Almanado, to produce this new fuel, did refiners have to change the way that they make diesel fuel? Definitely. Uh, the change to ULSD is perhaps the most costly and complex change ever to the U.S. fuels market. Refiners invested over $8 billion to upgrade their uh, processing equipment to meet the new standards. That's for the highway requirement, and we'll spend an additional $1 billion to meet the non-road uh, fuel market as that, as that rolls out. For the basic purpose, then, of uh, making the air that we breathe cleaner. Yes. Okay. Um, Alan, perhaps you can answer this question for me, then. If the refiners had to change the way they're making the fuel, what have vehicles and engine manufacturers had to do to ensure that the vehicles would be able to use the fuel? Well, it's all about the what we like to call the clean diesel system, and ultra-low sulfur diesel really is the foundation of that system. But the other two pieces of the system are the cleaner burning engines that 
burn that new clean fuel much more efficiently and reduce emissions dramatically themselves. And then it's the emissions after treatment, the catalytic converters, particulate filters. Those devices could not function with the higher sulfur diesel fuel we had before. So what we have is this clean diesel system, cleaner fuel, cleaner burning engines, and emissions control technology all working together to meet the, the new clean air requirements. Um, manufacturers have made changes, though, to the hardware and engines and how they operate. Um, one of the things that, that has been done is to help uh, new trucks be able to get more cooling. Uh, the new engines tend to run a bit hotter to meet the new emission requirements. So they need to have more airflow, more cooling system uh, uh, improvements, and those have been uh, achieved quite well. Um, I think the other, uh, the other thing, of course, is that new diesel engines built in this year, 2007, and every year forward, will all have particulate filters. And that's a new technology that has not been deployed on diesels in the U.S., and uh, that means some new hardware, uh, some new uh, configurations of exhaust systems, but all of that seems to have gone off really without a hitch. Which vehicles actually must use the ultra-low sulfur diesel fuel? Well, it's, a, it's any new heavy-duty highway truck uh, that's been built this year, 2007, and every year forward from this point on. And it also applies to uh, new diesel cars that are coming out this year. Uh, and there are a few of those. So um, those people that are buying new cars and those buying new uh, 2007 engines uh, must make sure that when they pull up to the pump that it's, uh, it is ULSD um, and it's properly labeled and is, is going into the tank. What happens if they accidentally put low sulfur diesel fuel in their tanks rather than the ULSD? Everybody is unhappy at that point. <laughs> it, it, does, uh, it does cause concern uh, for the overall life of the emission system. Uh, the catalyst particulate filters can all be impacted by um, what we call misfueling, putting the wrong fuel in the, in the vehicle. Um, but it, it is widely available. In fact, I just filled up my diesel uh, today coming uh, to Washington, and uh, the first pump I stopped at, a uh, major brand retailer, green and white ULSD label right by the handle. Well, gentlemen, what happens, though, if you put ULSD fuel in a vehicle that isn't specifically made to accept it? Can you use this fuel in something that's been built earlier than 2007? Absolutely you can, really without, uh, without any change, modification to the vehicle whatsoever. In fact, uh, doing so really helps benefit air quality because simply using the ultra-low sulfur diesel fuel in, in any diesel vehicle um, that does not have the new emissions control systems will itself, just using the clean fuel now, will reduce emissions of, of particulates by up to about 10% uh, in the highest case. So um, it is, a, it is a, a positive statement for clean air if you have a choice to select ultra-low sulfur diesel as opposed to regular-grade highway diesel. Yeah, and I agree with that, Jane. The only thing that we would we would say to people is we would encourage them to monitor their uh, vehicle closely for the potential for fuel system leaks or fuel plugging, and that's not something we expect. Uh, the, the the fuel's been out there for years, so it's not something we've seen in in any significant number of vehicles. But it's something that, as part of a good maintenance system, maintenance practice, uh, fleet operators and and vehicle owners should should check that out. Absolutely. In fact, we, we have heard reports of folks that have accidentally misfueled and have had some premature events with their particular traps and other things, but um, just making sure you're matching the right fuel uh, to the right vehicle can really resolve that. Very good. 
Well, Almanati, you had mentioned earlier about non-road vehicles and how this fuel could be dyed red for them specifically. Now, are we going to see more ULSD in that market? Yes, definitely. We're going to be moving. Uh, we, we're, we've got ULSD in the highway fleet, um, and we're beginning the transition to ultra-low sulfur in the non-road fleet. This year, in fact, on June 1st, refiners began making uh, low-sulfur diesel fuel at 500 ppm for the non-road locomotive and diesel market, and then the non-road uh, fuel will be ultra-low sulfur in 2010, and then the locomotive and marine will move to ultra-low sulfur in 2012. There, are, there will be continue to be a, a small exception for small refiners, but by 2014, all the fuel in the highway, non-road, locomotive, and marine applications will be ultra-low sulfur, and, and uh, that will be greatly beneficial to air quality, as Alan has mentioned. Good. Ellen, um, you mentioned that you drive a, a diesel-powered vehicle. Are there some benefits to driving a diesel-powered vehicle? And should we expect, because of this new requirement that refiners produce and import ULSD, that we'll see more diesel vehicles on the road? Sure. Well, uh, diesel fuel has really been the choice for uh, America's commercial trucking industry for many years. And there really is one reason behind that and that's the fuel efficiency and, and energy efficiency of the diesel engine and diesel fuel and engine working together. And that same kind of uh, logic is now uh, transferring over into the passenger car um, side. Um, today there's a very limited number of choices for consumers. Um, um, I think uh, probably about six, uh, six vehicles that are available today in addition to some, some pickup trucks. But uh, we expect that that number is going to grow dramatically in, in future years. Um, in 2006, about 3.6% of all new vehicles sold in the U.S. were uh, diesel engines, and these are light-duty uh, passenger cars and, and the pickup trucks. Um, some of the um, forecasts and expectations would have that number growing to as much as 12 or 15% uh, by the year 2015. Um, so, uh, you know, in contrast, Europe is now 50% uh, light-duty diesel uh, vehicles. 50% of their new sales last year were diesel engines. Um, so the U.S. were at 3.6%. So there's, there's a lot of optimism, I think, with manufacturers. And because of this new cleaner fuel, it really opens the door of opportunity uh, for uh, Americans to experience all the good things that diesel cars have to offer. And 20 to 40% better fuel economy, uh, great reliability, high resale value of these vehicles. Um, Everybody knows somebody, it seems, that has an old Mercedes, and the car just keeps on going, and it still gets great fuel economy. So um, I think uh, we're going to see a new wave of light-duty diesel vehicles in the U.S. in the very near future. Almanado, maybe you could answer a question for me here, too. Let's say that I have a vehicle that requires ULSD fuel. How can I ensure when I pull up to a, a pump at a service station that I'm actually getting the right fuel? As Alan mentioned, that's critically important, and uh, uh, the diesel pumps are required to be labeled by the federal government. So if you've got a vehicle that has on the dashboard ULSD only because the consumers will see that notice or it will be by the uh, gas tank, then uh, if when you pull into a station, if the pump says LSD, low sulfur diesel, or doesn't have a label, you should not use the fuel from that pump. You should only fuel from pumps that say ultra-low sulfur diesel. And um, 
um, that's critically important. Uh, when we get to 2010, all the highway diesel will be ultra-low sulfur, so there won't be any problem. Also in California right now, it's all ultra-low sulfur. So, uh, but if you're in the in 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 the rest of the U.S., uh, you need to check closely that label and uh, make sure that what you're what you're getting is labeled as ULSD. If people want more information about this fuel, is there a place they can go to find it? There's a uh, there's a great website that's been put together by an alliance of organizations that have been working on this issue for well over a year now, and the website is uh, the Clean Diesel Fuel Alliance, and that's www.clean-diesel.org. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you coming in today. Our guests have been Alan Schaefer, the Executive Director of the Diesel Technology Forum, and Al Monado, Fuels Issue Manager at the American Petroleum Institute. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jane. Thank you for joining us on Energy Tomorrow Radio, brought to you by the people of America's oil and natural gas industry. For more information about this podcast or to submit questions for future shows, visit energytomorrow.org. That's energytomorrow.org. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.